welcome all of our campuses to week one of our brand new series called Is This the End? A study in the book of Revelation. Come on, let's just welcome all those that are joining us. Man, we're excited to have everybody. So, full, let me just say this confession right here. I remember the first time I read the book of Revelation. I was a young believer, probably, oh gosh, maybe six, seven months walking with Jesus. And somebody said, you need to read the book of Revelation. I read the book of Revelation. I want to say two things. Number one, I didn't understand it. And number two, I slept with the lights on. Come on, how many know what I'm talking? I thought, my gosh, I got to get somebody to help me understand this. And then, and then the church that I went to, and I know all these funny stories. By the way, this is going to be a a very insightful series, but we're going to have a lot of fun in that. Is that all right? I I never forget the first time, probably, we used to have these Friday night things at our church, and we would have movie night. And I'll never forget when they played this movie. It was called, now if you were saved in 1987, you're going to remember this. You guys ready? Here it is. A thief in the night. Come on, how many of y'all remember that? I tell you, I'll never forget that. I, I, I went home. Man, I tell you, I, listen, that'll make you have a prayer life. Big time. Big time. Well, I want to say to all of our campuses, those that are joining us online, literally I know around the world we are so excited. I personally as a pastor am excited, but also as a Christian. I'm super excited to be kicking off a seven-week series on the book of Revelation. I believe the book of Revelation is unparalleled in the New Testament, meaning the rich imagery, the prophecies, the insight, who Christ is as the majestic king. It's so powerful. And by the way, I don't believe it's just for mature Christians. I believe as you understand this, those of you that are maybe seeking God, you're not sure about your relationship with God, this series is for you. Those of you that are just new walking with Christ, This series really is for you. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to be studying each week. Yes, we are going to be downloading a bunch of charts. Got a lot of scripture, a lot of information. Go to our Church of the King app. You can get all the notes. Follow along there. The charts. I did have a couple emails. I want to say this up front as well. A couple of pastors. When you did this seven years ago, you went too fast. Open your Bible to Revelation. All right, here we go. You guys ready for this series? Say yes. I want to begin with just a few questions, and I just want to say this one time for a show of hands. How many of you would be honest enough to say whether you've walked with Jesus for one month, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, like me, over 30 years? How many would be honest enough to say that at times when you've read the book of Revelation, it caused you to question whether or not you even understood it. That's just a simple question. It's been a little bit confusing. Would you raise your hand? Okay. Matter of fact, I saw on social media, I know our church ran some ads because, you know, this is a series where I know a lot of people want to come to. And, and uh, I, I saw a lot, of, a lot of comments where, I am so glad we're doing this because I've been so confused. Matter of fact, I was a Christian. Let me say this. I was a pastor. Church of the Kings, 23 years old. Seven years ago, 23 minus 7, it was 15 years being a pastor before, I, quite honestly, I ever had the courage to even do the book of Revelation. I, and I mean that. Lots of questions, lots of opinions about it. 
And so I'm honored that you're here. I am going to say stay with me if you miss because of a football game. We have Saturday night church at a lot of our campuses. We have Sunday morning, of course, at all of them online. But this is a series to stay with us. If you're out of town, jump in, watch it online that week. The reality is we live in a culture that is very unsettled. Economically, politically, all the things that are going on in the Middle East, even this morning, I, I was in my backyard and praying, and, and I, I was looking at the news just a little bit, and, and it was interesting. I, I, I read one of the big news, uh, I won't mention what it was, but they said, they, they're, they, they're, they were in essence saying, watch for the nuclear arms race to begin again. They're concerned about Australia being bombed with a nuclear bomb by China. I thought North Korea, I'm like, why Australia? I mean, that's just ridiculous. Of course, we know what's going on in Russia, Ukraine, all the things there, Putin getting real nervous. Is he going to push the button? By the way, I'm going to be dealing with stuff. I'm going to be going for it throughout this. How many of y'all can handle me going for it throughout this series? Can you guys handle it? I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a nice pastor, but I'm also going to go for it, all right? Literally, I'm going to be talking about all kind of cultural things. Matter of fact, at seminary, Dr. Truel, New Orleans Baptist Seminary, I never forget when he said this one time. He says, he said, as a pastor, you ought to have the Bible in one hand and the newspaper in the other. Now, we don't let the newspaper interpret the Bible. We let the Bible interpret the newspaper. Can I have a big amen right there? I don't go to the world. By the way, I don't go to the world to get my cues. I go to the Bible, but the Bible interprets what's going on in the world. And there's a lot of things that are happening in culture today. I was at lunch today with my dad and had a couple in our church who were so concerned about all the things and their sons in college and all these things that are going on, the things that they're teaching in textbooks in college. And we're going to get into all kinds of stuff in this series. Pastor Steve, does that have anything to do with the end times? Absolutely it does. Why study the book of Revelation? Great question. Let me give you three reasons. Number one, preparation. Everybody say preparation. As your pastor, I want you to be prepared. The Word of God gives us a picture of the times that we live in to equip us. The book of Revelation equips us, not with just information, but also, I believe, with an expectancy, a sense of faith. The whole tone of the book of Revelation, John is writing as a pastoral book, First to that first century church to give them faith to overcome in the situation that they're in. So the book of Revelation prepares us, whether you're in the first century, second century, third century, of course, even now in the 21st century. Number one, to prepare our hearts, to put faith in our hearts. My goal as a pastor is to equip you with the Bible to put faith in your heart. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? Say it, the word of God. Number two. Why study the book of Revelation? Perspective. Revelation chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed is he who, he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy. And keeps those things which are written in it. For the time is near. As you read this book you will be blessed. People more than ever are asking questions about the future. More than ever. 
Pastor Steve, do you believe that some things are lining up right now? Absolutely. Keep your eye on Israel. I'm going to talk about Israel as that nation since 1948, the prophetic time clock of God. You see it unfolding. I'm going to show you all in the Bible, book of Revelation. We're going to go back to the Old Testament. Do some in Thessalonians. You're going to see it all unfolding right before your eyes. Yes, it began unfolding first century, but it's becoming real clear, God's time clock. It gives you perspective with hope and expectancy in the return of Christ. Number three, why study the book of Revelation? It gives you peace. As a fruit of the preparation and the perspective that we gain from God's word, I believe that God empowers us with supernatural peace. That no matter what, no matter what the environment is around us, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, whether you're thrown into a fiery furnace, listen, whether you're in a boat, in a store, wherever you are, if you walk with God, you can have peace, regardless of your environment. Whether it's the first century, the second century, or the 21st century. Let me give you a couple parameters to remind us in this series. I want to say a couple things. It's important to all of our locations to hear me. Very, very important. The parameters. Number one, although the book of Revelation is apocalyptic, it's future-oriented in nature, we must remember that initially John writes this to the first century church. John writes it as an encouragement to the seven churches in what we call Turkey Day, in Asia Minor in the Bible, but Turkey today, modern-day Turkey. There's seven churches. He writes it then, but it applies to us today. And I'm going to show you why. We need to also remember that the truths written to the seven churches in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey, apply to us. The Bible has a transcendent power. Just like John 3.16 applied to the first century and the second century and the third century, it applies to us today. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So, yes, God wrote to the first century, but it applies to us today. Number two, a second parameter. Although the book speaks of the return of Christ, very important. It is clear that no one knows the day or the time. Matthew 24, 36. But of the day and the hour, no one knows, not not even the angels of heaven, but only my Father know of the return of Christ. Now, I, I remember when I became a Christian, it was at the end of 1987. And for those of you that have been a Christian, I'm 53. There was a book right after I became a Christian called The 88 Reasons Why Jesus Was Going to Return in 1988. How many of y'all remember that if you're my age? Okay. And I'll never forget 88 Reasons. And my pastor, somebody literally, this was interesting, somebody literally uh, went, went into the church parking lot and put flyers under all of the windshields of the car, the 88 Reasons. And it was interesting. And my pastor when I made an usher go out there and remove them, and here's the reason why. Because when Jesus didn't come back in 88, then you had to put the 89 reasons the next year. And the nine. So here's the point. The moment somebody sets a date, that's not the date. Are, are you all with me? So if I come here and I set a date, you can be assured it's not the date. We can see prophecies that have clues of seasons But you can't set a date. No one knows. That's what he said. Jesus said that himself. Only the Father knows that. So I'm not going to be setting dates. 
I'm not going to be telling you that in three years of this, I'm not doing that. The Bible says don't do that. I do believe, somebody said, Pastor, do you believe that Jesus is coming back soon? I say, yes. Well, do you believe this, you know, I mean, like, is this the end times? I said, absolutely. Well, they've been saying that for generations. Well, I want to say to you, it's definitely your last days. <laughs> is that fair? Who cares if it's the last? Let me tell you, it's your last days. Your time is clicking. The hourglass has been turned over in your life. Does this make sense? So you, listen, you need to be full of the Holy Spirit. You need to be ready for your time. No one knows. Let me tell you, you don't know when you're going to breathe your last breath. Third parameter. The theme of the book of Revelation is regardless of the events of the end times, the theme ultimately is that Jesus reigns. And those who believe in him will overcome. The central emphasis, or what is called in theology, a chiasm. The central theme of the book is Revelation 12, 11. Here it is. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. That was relevant in the first century, second century, third century, relevant today. And they overcame him, <clears throat> the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their life even unto the death. Let's keep in mind the heartbeat. The heartbeat of the book of Revelation is not first information. It's first encouragement, faith in the heart. Yes, we thank God for information, but it's encouragement. It's encouragement in our hearts that regardless of where we are, regardless of what happens in the Middle East, and I personally believe, and you're going to see from the Bible, I believe that things are lining up. When 1948 happened, can a nation be born in a day? Boom. The Bible asks that rhetorically. The answer is yes, Israel was. Those of you that were alive during that time, you remember that. All of us have read about it. In history since then. Number four, the fourth parameter, and then I'm going to jump into the scripture. There are godly, this is very important, I want everybody to hear what I'm about to say. So the fourth parameter. Three reasons why to study the book, four parameters up front. I'm not going to do this every week. There are godly, Bible-believing men and women who have different views on how the end times events unfold. For example... Some people believe that the Bible doesn't teach a rapture. Some people believe. Now, I would say this. The majority of Bible-believing Christians believe in the return of Christ. There's no way you can read the Bible and come away with any other conclusion that Jesus is coming again a second time. By the way, he came once at his birth, but he's coming again. So, but there are some Bible-believing Christians and scholars, not all believe there's a rapture. Some believe there's a rapture and the church is raptured before the tribulation. Some believe in what's called a mid-tribulation rapture. Some kind of believe it happens together and the return of Christ. So I want to just say that. Godly people, good Christian people, all right? I will say that those that believe that Christians are going to go through the tribulation, they have the total right to believe that. They can believe that Christians are going through the tribulation and I... I want to respectfully say that I'll see them in heaven after they go through the tribulation. <laughs> but I'm going up. Come on. How many of y'all know? Now? I'm, and I say that respectfully. Now, even me saying that just located where I am theologically on that. So that's okay. So we're not, so don't send an email to your friend and say, well, if you don't believe this, you're not a Christian. 
Being a Christian, you have to put your faith in Jesus Christ, repent of your sins, and trust Christ as your Savior, okay? So there are differing views, particularly as you get to Revelation chapter 4 to 22. We're going to talk about that in just a moment. All right, so four reasons why we study the book and four parameters about studying the book. In order to place the book of Revelation firmly in our minds, here's a little background, just a little bit. It is the last book of the New Testament. For those of you that maybe are new to Christianity, maybe you've not studied it before. All, I mean, it is conclusive from theologians that John, he says it himself, is the writer. John is on the Isle of Patmos, a Greek island, writing to, quote, initially the seven churches in Asia Minor, modern-day Turkey. I'm going to show you charts in just a moment. He writes it about 89-90 A.D. Interestingly enough... Judas committed suicide. The other ten disciples, history would say they were all martyred. John was the only one that was not martyred. Isn't that interesting? John, obviously, because of the preaching of the gospel, was exiled to Patmos. He was living under the time. There were two really wicked Roman kings or rulers or emperors. I mean, all were, but really bad. One was Nero, 64, 65 uh, AD, and then Domitian. John was living during that time, Caesar Domitian. And I'm going to tell you something, he was really wicked. Persecution had become empire-wide during John's time. So we don't know exactly what happened. We don't know why he ended up on the Isle of Patmos, but it's on this island, in essence, a penal colony for preaching the gospel where he's being punished for his faith. And it was there that Jesus appears to John. And he begins to give him the revelation. It's very, 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 very powerful. Revelation chapter 119. The book of Revelation is actually divided in three parts. This is going to really help everybody. 119. John writes, write these things which you've seen. Or Lord speaks and write these things which you've seen. Which you've seen, past tense. And the things which will take place after this. Write these things which you have seen. And the things which are, present tense, write the things which you have seen, past tense, and the things which are, are, present tense, and the things which will take place after this, future tense. I'm going to do it one more time. Revelation 1.19. Because part of the book of Revelation is writing about past tense, part of it is about present tense, and part of it's about future tense. Does that make sense? In other words, what was, what is, and what is to come. The first section, in the initial chapter, John focuses on the things that have already taken place. As John was receiving revelation, he is deeply burdened for the churches he's overseeing. And Jesus shows up on the scene with some encouragement. And the second section... Found in chapter 2 and 3, John is sharing the concerns and encouragement he received from Jesus to the seven churches. The third section is actually chapter 4 to 22, and it's about what's to come. Let me say it again. Chapter 1, that which he's seen. Chapter 2 and 3, that which is. Chapter 4 to 22, that which is to come. A lot of times we forget this about the book of Revelation, the power of the encouragement. It's very, 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 very powerful. Chapter 4 to 22, that's when we're going to get into 
Jesus is talking about the tribulation and the rapture and the battle of Armageddon, the great white throne judgment. Let me give you a little bit of timeline. I've done this chart now for seven years. You can go and download Church of the King, our app, and you can see my little charts. I know people make fun of those charts. I think they're helpful. Uh, by the way, I don't have a pointer. I'm going to do that my finger with that. But let me show you this chart when I've taught the revelation. This is, this is as I see it again. Very, very important as we're understanding the book of Revelation. We're right here. I believe the next big thing on the map, all right, is the rapture of the church. I personally believe in a rapture. I'll tell you why scripturally. Then there's a seven-year tribulation. I'm going to talk about in our series what's happening down on earth and also what's happening in heaven. Then the return of Christ, battle of Armageddon. And then I believe in a, a literal thousand-year reign of Christ, when Christ sets up his earthly realm, his earthly kingdom in Jerusalem. I'm going to talk about that. So this is a chart that we're going to refer back to over seven weeks, a very powerful chart as I see future events. Very, very important. By the way, Revelation chapter 4 to 22, we're going to talk about all the things. After we do with the seven churches, Revelation 1, what is? What's happened? Or what was? Revelation 2 and 3, message to the seven churches. What he was currently dealing with. Revelation 4 to 22, that's what we're going to deal with. The two beasts, the two witnesses, the Antichrist, the great harlot, all of those things. And all the while, Jesus is the hero of the story. Don't forget that about the book of Revelation. All the while, it's Jesus Christ, the hero of the story. They overcome who? The devil. By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Don't forget that. It's Christ. It's Christ. John is our host through the book of Revelation. He gets a revelation. Jesus speaks to him. He gets a message. What is seven messages of the church in Asia Minor, then modern day Turkey today? Revelation chapter 4 to 22. What is to come? 